Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. Yo, yo. Uh, we up in here, man, for another podcast. Um, Keith is going to be going out of state uh, soon. Mm-hmm. So we decided to jump on this podcast. You're hearing this on Sunday, the, the 8th? Yes, uh, July 8th. This day today. So you know, we just give keeping y'all with the material, man. Keeping it, keeping it straight, keeping mm-hmm. it as, as, as fresh as we can. Yeah. Um, and uh, elaborate, man. How long are you gonna be out there? Yeah, I'm go- well, I'm going to New York to visit my cousin, um, and then I'm going to meet with Jay Z, and I'm going to sign a record deal. And uh, no, I'm just playing. But now nah, I'm going to visit my cousin. He uh, he I used did, to I live. Did, in- I didn't believe that. Now <laughs> 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 uh, nah, my cousin moved. Uh, well, he used to live in L.A. And then um, he moved out there. He got married, and then he moved out there uh, to to New York, um, not New York City or any any city in New York that the general public would know. Um, it's kind of a one of the smaller smaller cities upstate, so should be cool. I'm gonna go out there to um, work on music and work on you know finishing up my screenplay and stuff. So it should be fun. Awesome, awesome. It's always it's always good when you're you know you you take. Um, just different steps forward. You know, mm-hmm. everything is not going to be as uh, routine as you think. Sometimes you're going to have to uh, ha- take a leap. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to leap. You you don't always have to have a plan. You just have to have ambition. So that's I think that's good uh, that, you know, that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope the best for you in this time. And hopefully you get it, continue to figure out some things and keep writing that script. Yeah, man. Like this guy is Keith is doing some something that I couldn't fathom. I'm not saying I don't believe in myself. That's just not my lane, you know. Yeah. And it's very difficult. Don't sit. Do not. Whatever you're doing, if you if you listen to this podcast right now, don't ever make an assumption. You could just write. Like you mm-hmm. can just write like a movie, or you could just be an actor. Like mm-hmm. that shit is hard, bro. Yeah. It, it's hard. Yeah. It's not like making a sandwich. And some of y'all motherfuckers can't even make sandwiches. <laughs> I remember once, <laughs> I remember once on Twitter, um, it was when Two Chains was like, you know, he had all those songs out. Um, that that first album where he sort of linked up with Kanye West and he had the the, uh, the big booty hoe song out and stuff like that. And um, people were like doing like hashtag rap like Two Chains or something like that. And like it was essentially like a bunch of bunch of like you know two or three bars of you know something that sounded like Two Chains would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, ah, this is funny, but try doing that for three verses a song and then like fifteen songs an album. So, Damn. you know what I mean? It's it's that kind of that idea that you know, it's cool if it's just four bars, but you know, trying to do that over the course of, you know, fifteen songs or whatever is, yeah. is pretty difficult. Jewelry looks like Pikachu. <laughs> Look at a nigga like Peekaboo <laughs> riding around in my new truck, eating booty like what the fuck, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you be like, what did he just say? That's <laughs> oh, comedy. Oh man, he, he he start off a he start, he start off a verse like, I'm scaring hoes like Bill Cosby <laughs> riding around in my new Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, shout out to Two Chains, man. Shout two out to chains Two Chains. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Enough enough of this this small talk, man. We're gonna go ahead and get into it. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about insecurities and how men and women handle them or, you know, insecurities, men versus women. What I've noticed is insecurities with men and women are 
just extremely different. There could be a guy who is like 300 pounds and short and hairy and has a big stomach and he will walk around with his t-shirt off and not give a fuck. Mm -hmm. There is not a female comparable to that type of guy. There, like we talked about earlier, there's not a female comparable to like a Rick Ross. When have you seen a fat female rapper that is always naked? Like you're not, you're not yeah. gonna see that. That's crazy. You're not gonna <clears throat> see that because men have a different form of confidence. Mm -hmm. I've seen women who were beautiful. And they felt so insecure. A lot of that is a man's fault, too. Because there's some dudes that, like, are so controlling. And they tell women, like, oh, you look like shit. And they just, yeah. they, 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 they mess their mind up. Like, yeah. their whole mentality is effed up. But for the most part, women, they just have insecurities sometimes that they can't shake. Mm -hmm. um, they also be like, they could be going to take out the trash. Like, oh, my God, my eyebrows look horrible. Or, oh, my highlights are oh. Like, nobody gives a fuck about <laughs> any of that shit. Only people that care about that are other women. Mm -hmm. Like, women, the reason why a lot of women are also insecure is because women are judging other women. You That's know, crazy. it could be anything. It could be like, you see that bitch's toenail? One was black and the other ones were blue. Like, get it together, bitch. You be like, <laughs> what are you talking about right now? What the fuck are you talking about? It's the most, just oddly, it's the most odd like observations women make of other women just to make them feel small yeah but what do i know yeah yeah i think that um yeah you're right man it's just it's really weird like it, i guess there's some, some sort of like deep psychology behind it as far as like you know how you know how a girl is raised because sometimes you know sometimes you will compliment a girl and she would be like shocked to hear the compliment even yeah. though it's like it's like really true like you know if the girl looks good or she has nice hair or you know she has a cool dress or whatever the case may be you'll you'll you know you'll give her a comment and she'll be like oh my gosh like you're lying like no yeah, this is what? like a this is a real comment i ain't got it any waste of my breath to tell you give you a compliment and i'm right? lying all right <clears throat> so <laughs> yeah that that that's really weird but yeah like th that that is really strange to me that there's you know even the the you you have like the Rick Rosses and the you know the big puns and the Biggie Smalls like I'm fat and I'm ugly and you know I still could get girls and <laughs> Biggie Smalls was pulling like the baddest girls in R and B and he was just like this big black dude that yeah. could rap good black and ugly as ever <laughs> I get coochie down to the socks <laughs> burger and chicken patties <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that I think that would be interesting. Like I don't, you know, there's not even any girl in the realm of like that, like a girl that's just like I'm okay with how I look. I think that the closest thing that I've seen to a, a guy like that, and the girl's not, you know, ugly by any means, is kind of it. Kind of is like what Alicia Keys is doing now. Alicia Keys, just, she totally, uh, yeah, she stopped wearing makeup at all, and she just kind of, you know, start going with her. Her natural look she got you know freckles and you know stuff like that and you know she's just she's just fine with it now which is you know i think it's a, a cool step that somebody on that stage and you know someone that that's that popular just you know is so comfortable to, with herself that she's on national tv without any makeup on yeah because yeah some of y'all could look real fucked up without makeup yes yeah, it's, it's, it's just like a whole nother world like yeah Y'all look like y'all came straight out of out of a casket. You'd be like, "Damn!" Yeah, that's why a lot of times it's a, it's a, 
It's a <laughs> oh mortuary face like an ass. It, it's very misleading the makeup thing. Yeah. You know, if first of all, as a man, I don't want to make it like I'm trying to tell women what to do. So mm-hmm. don't don't miss don't misunderstand me. All I'm saying is, is that when I'm used to seeing women with makeup and then you guys show up without it and you got these big bags under your eyes and you look tired as a motherfucker and you got all these lines on your face, it's just like, damn, this is the only thing I could say from a health standpoint. If you want to have a better skin in general, then you got to cut out the bad foods and the, and the weed and the cigarettes and get eat a better diet. And I guarantee you, your skin is going to look better from that. And a lot of times, even um, uh, vegan uh, vegans uh, have great skin. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but the diet that they eat, mm-hmm. it, it complements their skin. That a lot of people be looking like they're like glowing, mm-hmm. especially like if you black and you got really good skin mm-hmm. and you go and you switch to being a vegan. Because there's some black people they say black don't crack. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. I just seen some black people that crack like a motherfucker. Like black a, cracks if they do crack. Yeah, black cracks if you smoke crack. <laughs> 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 yeah, but there's some people that just look wore out, man. Just I would, I would personally, I would focus on uh, bettering your diet and your skin. Yeah, you know, I'm not like I'm just some great skin guy, but yeah. I mean, I don't have bumps on my face and all kinds of shit. Yeah, there's so many natural remedies that you know people could do, you know, do like olive oil plants and uh, stuff like that could that you know can help your skin and peanut butter, peanut butter. I'm just put some peanut butter on your your face, leave it on overnight. When you wake up in the morning and wash it off, you know your skin will be glowing. Yeah, put some put some peanut butter on your butt, and somebody will lick it off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm fucking around, man. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be people out there. You know, and girl, and I'm tired of girls running the freaking social media, running the Snapchat, running the Instagram, promoting a like face mask that they're putting on. Oh for the night. my goodness! Like, man, get out of here! Nobody want to see that. Nah, like, hey, put this face mask on <laughs> for exactly one hour, and then when you take it off, it gets all the blackheads and it, and all the toxins out, and it's yeah. great. I mean, I really like it, and if you, as you can see, my skin is clear. No, it's not. It's and gonna... I hate that YouTube voice. Oh like, my god! Stop doing god. that YouTube, that YouTube voice that you guys do. Hi guys, um, I have this new mask and it's great. If you check, I'm just like, dude. Yeah. The, the, yeah, that you're right. That that YouTube fake. Yeah. Oh god, it's like, like robotic. What's up, people? Yeah. Today I'm gonna do an olive oil mask. <laughs> it's really good for your skin. So let's get into it. Like, yeah, shut up. And <laughs> oh. subscribe, man. <clears throat> Just tell people how much you suck. <laughs> how did that start? Like, when did the YouTube voice come around? What it? This is how I believe it. I think the YouTube voice or just the robotic attitude of a YouTube uh, person, mm-hmm. personality, they seen other people who were successful and they literally have mocked the same act over and over. See, you got the thing about it is originality is not really celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're original, a lot of times, especially if even if you're new at something, people don't give a fuck what you have to say. Mm-hmm. But other platforms, they just real, they just real robotic. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Chad. This is my new channel, and I have another channel too where I show you how to do. It. It's like, bro, you suck. 
you, like you, there's nothing original about it. What's up, guys? This is this is gaming with Daquan. You be like, oh my god. Today we're gonna play Fortnite. Yeah, if your name is Daquan, you definitely won't talk like that. You be like, hey, yo, my name Daquan. I play games. You gonna interview me or what? Imagine a white white parents naming their son Daquan. That would be comedy. If white parents naming their son Daquan, something wrong happened on the course of that naming process. Maybe a black guy named Daquan saved the dad's life or something. I'm gonna name my son after you. Daquan was like the best athlete, the greatest of all time in a certain sport, and the dad was a big fan of Daquan, so he just named him after him or something. That that'd be terrible. If I was a white kid and you named me Daquan, I'd be fucking pissed. The, the white Daquan raises his hand and the teacher just skip over him. Just they could skip over him. Just sitting there. Oh god. Well, and uh, in, in regards to. Um, uh, women and men's insecurity. I've seen men go out in fucked up clothes. I do it all the time. Yeah. I'll be bummy. I have some uh, flip flops on and a shirt that got bleach stains on it. Mm-hmm. My beard ain't shaved. Yeah. Shit like that. I go out and I don't even give a fuck. Yeah. You know. And I'm in my thirties. I don't have people. To, I don't have people to impress. I'm not. I mean, I don't go out looking like a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But I look like you know. Like, you know, I could have gotten in a fight or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Women don't feel that comfortable. They'll say, I'm so bummy right now. And then you'll look at them. You have makeup on. You have a filter on. You got lipstick on. You got your, you know, you got your titties all poked up, looking all nice. Yeah. How the fuck are you looking bummy? Mm-hmm. I woke up like this. No, you didn't. Because if you really posted how you look when you woke up, you would have slobber on your motherfucking face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like... It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like oh, we didn't even talk about the filters. Oh yeah, the filters. Yeah, Snapchat we we, filters. we yeah we have we mentioned that earlier on an earlier podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to that, it does go into the insecurities mm-hmm. because you feel the need to use a filter every time because your skin is not a good enough filter for you. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah. You. I know. Know some some people. Some people. Um, for whatever reason, like we talked about earlier, they don't have really healthy skin exactly and you know they try to mask like in real life they try to mask it with makeup and stuff mm-hmm. but on social media they try to mask it with you know uh you know sometimes the front the the front camera has like certain settings where you can like exactly. soften the skin a little bit exactly. or like you know they use the good lighting to make sure their skin looks really smooth and then it's just like but in, but you know in your mind in real life like you don't really look like that just your skin look like you got asphalt on it. Your skin look like a Rice Krispie tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanos face. <laughs> Your skin look like uh, Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> you old extra crispy KFC Colonel Sanders face looking ass. Yeah, man, we got to work on ourselves. I think the number one reason why a lot of anyone is insecure, men or women, is because they're not properly working on themselves. Yeah. And and they're not being self-aware. Like, my thing is, I know I can be better than what I am, and I'm working towards that. So knowing those two things makes me secure as a person. Am I completely secure? Of course not. No one truly is. We all have small insecurities regardless of what those are. However, if you're self-aware, you're not going to have those problems. You're going to be like, look, I know out of 10, I'm probably a a Mm 5 at best, but... This is what I can do to improve myself. Not only be in better shape, but also, you know, 
have good skin, um, uh, become a smarter person, further my education, make more money. Yeah. You know, things of that. There's always ways to better yourself in different areas. So you want to be a jack of all trades, you know, learn martial arts, learn how to box. All these things, they add on to who you are. So those insecurities start to get flooded out by accomplishments and uh, also growing your personality. Yeah. So I've never seen a person that 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 did a bunch of things that was actually insecure. It could be the most funniest looking motherfucker ever, but he'll be a black belt. He'll make great money. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a smart dude, whatever the case. And at the end of the day, he's not even really considering that he's funny looking. Yeah. And a lot of other people really ain't considering that either. They're like, oh, this guy's cool. He's funny. He's this yeah. and that. So that's what happens. Just work on yourself. Yeah. Women or men. But I will say that men are a whole lot more comfortable in their skin than women are. Yeah. Women do a good job <clears> of lying <throat> about it. Like, I'm comfortable with my curves or I'm comfortable with this. If you was really comfortable, then you wouldn't have to sit here and keep talking about it. You really wouldn't have to keep trying to convince the world that you're comfortable with yourself. Just be comfortable with yourself and leave it alone. Yeah. I think the number one, not to, you know, not to harp on women all day. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the number one thing that men are insecure about is probably, uh, like, receding hairlines. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Dudes be, dudes be trying to hang on. Or, yeah. like, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them just wear hats, you know, everywhere they go. Definitely. And it's like, at a certain point, you know... I want to say them. I don't know the percentage, but a lot of men, you know, you just go bald. So yeah, fuck it. Um, a lot of you know, it would it would almost be better if you know, like you always talk about all the time, just to cut it, you know, completely off. Cut it off, man. Especially black men. Black men look cool, bald headed. Yeah, like we just. Uh, I don't know about not everyone, but for the most part, like we look, like in general, we look more. Um, it looks we look better than like uh like a white dude. Got Sometimes it. white white people with bald heads, you just kind of match it with skin heads. You'd be like, yeah, that, that dude's racist. Uh, <laughs> oh. Stay away from him. He got a flag on his truck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now you got a point. Yeah. Um, uh, let me tell you about not my battle with receding hairline, but you know my experience. Mm-hmm. And men are very insecure about that. Very, very. Okay. A matter of fact, this I'll bring this point up. Uh, LeBron, LeBron James, best player in the world right now. Um, the guy is extremely insecure about his hairline. Uh, as you can see, when the game's in progress, his hair looks terrible. It's 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 obviously very thin. Um, he doctors it up. He spray paints it. He does all this stuff. And this guy is the richest player in the league, mm-hmm. and is and has a lot of success success off and on the basketball court. But he obviously is insecure about his hair. So it goes to show you how badly men have a problem with that. I started losing my hair at like 25 and the front of my head started just looking real thin. And I was like, fuck it. At that time, I already had been cutting it bald because I was saving money. And then when I seen the hair was going off, I was like, ah, damn it. Well, I can't go to the barber no more and get it styled up. So, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking, I need to cut my hair because my receding hairline is showing. <laughs> but I don't care about that. Yeah, I embrace it. I got older. I lost my fucking hair. Who cares? Yeah. But I, I am probably one. If you had a, a if you had a, a number out of ten men, there's probably only like literally one or two out of ten men that have the same uh, viewpoint of hair loss that I do. Because mm-hmm. those other eight men, they're very insecure about it. They always have hats on. They're always trying to go to the barber and have them fix it to where they don't look bad mm-hmm. and it's like dude you need to embrace it stop running away from it mm-hmm. so yeah that's very true because my thing is I wasn't I, I don't want to harp on women too much I'm just trying to make a comparison 
and women have body issues, I would say, number one, and men have the fucking hairline is the number one thing for men. Mm-hmm. They they got it bad, man. Mm-hmm. And women, if a hey, if women want to get a guy really pissed, I know they talk about his fucking hat. Like, always having a hat on. They call it hat-fished. Women talk about that? Yeah, they talk <clears> about <throat> it. Like, they get hat-fished. They, they see some dude on social media or some shit. The guy, they think the guy's all handsome, but he's always got a hat on. And then they meet the dude. The dude takes his hat off, and he looks like fucking Homer Simpson. <laughs> and they're like, I got hat fish. I like, I just no, I don't feel comfortable. You know, he doesn't have any hair. Yeah, I can't do it. But mm-hmm. hey, yeah, they they have the right to do that. We judge them. We judge them the same way. We'll see them and be like, oh, she ain't got no booty. Like I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah, ladies, if you wanna, if you meet a dude and he hat fish you, then fuck it. Man, crazy. That's on him. Yeah, I thought for me, I thought I always heard that girls didn't really care. Mm, but I, I don't know. Maybe we should do a poll on Instagram. You know what? I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I, I, this one chick I heard her one day. She's like, I don't know. Ball guys freak me out. I can't do it. And I was thinking, like, I'm standing right here. <laughs> and it was that that moment. Eddie knew he wasn't gonna get in her pants. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, I don't want you anyway. <laughs> you, That's why you look terrible without makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you look like a fucking platypus. <laughs> Yeah, man. But it, yeah, uh, all I can say at the end of the day is regardless, male or female, <clears throat> whatever you're insecure about, just work towards something else because you, you're not going to be able to change that. Well, it, that's actually inaccurate. Mm-hmm. If you're overweight, you can change that. You don't have to continue to be uh, overweight. You can um, you can upgrade yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at people and say, oh, God, I wish I looked like that because you can look better than that. Yeah. Don't look at somebody and use them as a gauge for, oh, I wish I looked like that. Fuck that. Be the best you that you can be. Once you reach that level, you like, man, I'm man. You look in the mirror, you're like, man, I'm really, I'm really that dude right now. Like, I'm really that dude. Because mm-hmm. when I had abs, like, for the first time a couple years back, yeah, I was like, yo, like, I'm that nigga now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I got abs. Like, I ain't never had abs. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I'm not trying to make it like I'm some just, you know, super popular dude. But I had hella chicks like, oh, my God, like, we should work out sometime. And hmm. I felt like fucking, uh, what's that dude? I felt like fucking Ryan Reynolds for a second. Yeah. Like a black Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> just, just less handsome. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, just upgrade yourself, man. Yeah. That's all I can say. Anything else on that, dude? Um, I don't know. All right. Um. LeBron James coming to the Lakers. We never fully elaborated on it, but uh, I'll tell you how I feel personally. And I'm sure a lot of real Laker fans like die hard, old school Laker fans feel about LeBron. First of all, we never been huge fans of LeBron James just based on the fact that it seems like every time people build up LeBron, they feel the need to tear down Kobe Bryant. And we don't play that shit. Laker fans are huge fans of a franchise. Okay, not of not of a player, but a franchise. Kobe and Magic and Shaq, they're all our dudes. Don't get me wrong. But if all those dudes were to just vacate the Lakers in their prime, we would still be Laker fans because we're a fan of the franchise, not just the player. Now, LeBron fans are a fan of him, and they don't have a franchise. So these motherfuckers hop from team to team. Mm-hmm. So now that LeBron decided to come to L.A., which I'm happy for him, I'm not ecstatic like, yeah, we got LeBron, thank God. Because 
the Lakers are going to be good regardless. For for decades, that we've always bounced back regardless. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers are a huge comp. They're just a huge. They're they're such a great franchise. They're like the Yankees of basketball. Yeah. So we're not we're not looking for a savior. You know, we we get dudes out the draft and whatnot. But getting LeBron James was a huge acquisition. Yeah. With that being said, we have now we're we're about to embark on the LeBron sexuals versus Laker fans. <laughs> A bronze sexual is a person who will blindly support LeBron James regardless of what he does. He could literally slap a a baby and they'd be like, well, the baby should not have been in LeBron's way. You know what I'm saying? That's a bronze sexual. LeBron is the goat at slapping (laughs) slapping babies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. LeBron fans are the same motherfuckers that would cheat on their girlfriend and be faithful to LeBron. Oh, my God. Like, I'll cheat on my girl. I don't care, but LeBron always going to be here for me. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, what? They'd be the same niggas like, man, I want LeBron to have my baby. (laughs) We're happy that we got LeBron James now. Don't get me wrong. We're happy we got LeBron James. We are not about to sit here and waste time with you bronsexuals. You got us fucked up. We're not going to sit here... And act like we're going to just be buddy-buddy with y'all. I'm not watching the game with none of you motherfuckers. Yeah. You guys can root on LeBron. You can, you can root on the Lakers, but you ain't, you're just not, you're not a fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a loyal guy, dude. I'm, I'm loyal to anybody that means something or anything that I am invested in, I'm loyal to it. If I got a girlfriend, I don't cheat on her. If I'm a Laker fan, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Niner fan. I'm a Dodger fan for life. That's what I've been. So I'm not used to somebody jumping from team to team. That's like, that's just bad. That's like, imagine being married, right? Mm-hmm. And then some chick walks by and she's got nicer tits than your wife. And you're like, ooh, I like her now. <laughs> that's what a LeBron fan is. <laughs> he's just chasing titties, man. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate on this, man? Yeah, the, the the you know the Shannon Sharps of the world. Oh my God, um, we're not we're not rocking with y'all, man. Nah, y'all can bro. stay. Y'all can stay in your own little bubble of being LeBron James fans, but us Laker fans are Laker fans, and we gonna keep it that way. We glad that LeBron James is on our team. LeBron James is a great player. Um, at the end of the day, we we Laker fans. We want the best for our team, so that's kind of where it stops. What I will say is that there are some people that are Laker fans that are genuinely mad that LeBron James is on a team. True. Just because they have so much disdain for LeBron James. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a real Laker fan, you want the best for your team. Definitely. You don't want us to keep being terrible and exactly. may- maybe possibly have a small per- percentage of a chance that, Make the playoffs. that you know, Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma can one day be all-stars. You know what I mean? Definitely. One day can be, you know, top five players in the league. Or you got a chance to go get the best player in the league while he's still in his prime. You know, he's all, he's obviously 33 years old, but he's still, you know, still the best player in the league at 33 years old. Um, you know, that's that's what we're known for. We're known for getting um, some of the best players to ever play the game in the Lakers uniform. You know what I mean? Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, all these guys, you know, once played for other teams and then they came to the Lakers, so... If you're a guy that's out there that's just mad at mad at you know LeBron James for playing for the Lakers, like it just doesn't make sense. You nah, know what I mean? It doesn't. You it can doesn't. still you can still love Kobe Bryant. You can still love the Lakers, but you know what I mean. Just embrace LeBron James. Once he start dunking on people and stuff, y'all gonna be coming around anyway. So mm-hmm. you know you might as well you know start liking him ahead of time. I'll tell you what <laughs> I love about LeBron is this. 
um, I'm a diehard Laker and Kobe. Kobe to me is the best Laker of all time. Mm-hmm. In, in, hand, in my opinion, hands down, Kobe's the best Laker of all time. But I will say, in 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 mentioning LeBron, I feel like LeBron is a better leader than him. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he is able to up the talent of the players that he has on the court. So I think that these guys. I'm not saying Kobe didn't do that. I just feel that LeBron is is more capable of doing that better than Kobe. So the talent that we have now, I think LeBron will come in and get the best out of each and every player. And they also know that LeBron ain't here to fuck around. LeBron want to get a ring, okay? So guys like Lonzo, if he ain't playing good, then that's going to be a problem. Like LeBron expects everybody to play good or he gets pissed off. And we'd be like, man, LeBron over there crying. Like, honestly, LeBron wants to fucking win. So in his defense, I will say that this guy is willing to do anything to win even flop and throw himself on the ground when he really didn't get fouled. I hate that about his game, but I started to psychoanalyze the whole situation. I'm like, you know what? LeBron is willing to do anything for his team to win. I seen him throw himself on the ground and then he wink at one of his teammates. Like, and it's like, bro, that shit is lame. But at the same time, it's like, this guy is willing to do anything to win. We need a guy like that. We don't have a guy like that on the Lakers. So this is going to be extremely great. But like I was saying before, we don't fuck with you, Bron Sexuals, man. We, you know, we we recognize this guy brings a lot to the team. He's a great player, one of the greatest ever played the game. But I just can't have dialogue with a Bron Sexual because all y'all do is be like, see, now y'all gonna be LeBron fans. I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. I had a conversation. I will. I don't want to, you know, put him on blast, <clears throat> Justin. But um, <laughs> he said, you finna be a LeBron fan now. I was like, no, I'm not. That's not how it works. I'm a fan of a franchise, not a player. Yeah. Oh, well, y'all, that shit y'all was talking about, LeBron. I'm like, y'all, don't group me in with everybody else that yeah. you you only recognize them. Yeah. And then you saying, you was talking shit about the Lakers just a year ago. Y'all ain't shit, and y'all ain't never going to get LeBron. Yeah. And now we get LeBron, and now you like, Team LeBron, Lakers, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, we should be more, like, there's a, um, there's always... <clears throat> Like in basketball, this always happens where, you know, two players that have battles, they end up playing together. And then, you know, once they're on the same team, they embrace each other. That's kind of like how we were as far as like, you know, LeBron. We would always we would always talk about LeBron and, you know, mostly in, in, and it wasn't like us starting the arguments. Usually it's always like, you know, somebody getting on there and saying it's the craziest stuff like, you know, LeBron James is, you know, um, I don't know, whatever, you know, boosting him up. And then yeah. we would get on there and defend Kobe Bryant or whatever like that. But, um, you know, those other players would, you know, they, they would just talk out of turn and, you know, bash the Lakers organization, bash Kobe Bryant. So I feel like they have to swallow their words more Definitely. so than we do. Because, Definitely. you know, at the end of the day, we're defending someone and they're on the offensive end, you know, just, you know, trying to, you know, bash everybody in their, in their, in their way. So... Yeah, whatever. I will say that there was this, there was this uh, big mural that a guy in in L.A. had that was spray painted. Nice. Yeah, and then somebody came and then they pretty much exed out his face and you they know, did. Yeah, they oh, they wrote fuck. on there like he's no king and you know he's no Laker and he's fraudulent. He's a team hopper stuff like that, which is like it was pretty stupid. Like That's I just terrible. don't understand why someone would do that, especially like first of all, it's just disrespectful to do it to. A guy like LeBron James who's never really done anything to you. Yes. Personally. And then also, you know, a guy spent, you know, hours 
spray painting this mural and then you just go and ruin it. So this is disrespectful on so many levels. Disrespectful to the artist that took time to do it. Yeah. And he did a stellar job. He did an awesome job. But just because you ain't got nothing going for you, you want to ruin the picture. The picture of LeBron is amazing. The detail in that photo with the shoulder tattoo and the jersey and all of that, Mm -hmm. it was awesome. And I was like, all right, man, that's cool. Yeah. And then they fucked it up. When did they do this? I don't know. It was recent. Just the other day? Yeah. Man, people ain't shit. Yeah, people are terrible. They're terrible, man. Yeah, so at the end of the day, we're all just fans anyways, you know. Uh, I'm a fan of the franchise. They're a fan of a player, but we are fans and nothing more. Yeah. Uh, some people be getting in fights over games. Some mm-hmm. people be like, fuck, <clears throat> "Fuck your mom, fuck your family." Like, bro, this is a this is a sport where fans. Yeah. You need to calm down. Yeah, that ain't. Excuse me, that ain't cool. Yeah, I think another thing that um, LeBron James is just good for you know an economy. Definitely. Like later he can, he can like shift a whole you know economy in a city. I'm sure they'll be releasing numbers, but. Just his presence has boosted. Supposedly, his presence on the Lakers organization is going to boost the the revenue of the team by you know so many millions, which is like it just it's just baffling. Definitely. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be more celebrities courtside. It's going to be you know this just the stands are going to be packed way more and more. Even on the road, there you know we already had even last year like people. There was like a buzz growing about the young guys on the team, the Lonzo Balls, the Kyle Kuzma's. People were, you know, already excited to see them play. And, you know, adding LeBron James has just like increased that. So it yeah. should be interesting. I, I can honestly say with the with the roster the Lakers had, like we weren't going to do shit. That's because even though those players would have developed, they're still very young. These guys are only 20, 19, 22 years old. And, you know, you're that young and you and your peers are playing with you. You don't got somebody my age, like LeBron, that's already won titles. It's like, hey, man, don't do that. Let's do this. Let's get get over there. Come over here. He's going to teach these young men how to be champions. That shit is important. Yeah. These guys don't know what the fuck it is to win in the NBA. They was out there getting spanked by teams lesser than them a lot of times. Games that the Lakers could have won, but they couldn't close because they had a whole bunch of young guys out there. Yeah. So now Luke Walton actually gets to coach somebody that's like his peer. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is Luke Walton and LeBron James were drafted in the same draft, but he was thir- like 31 picks behind him. Yeah. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awesome for Luke Walton because now Luke Walton obviously is the head coach, but he has somebody that's more of his peer. Him, he, okay, LeBron and Rondo. Because mm-hmm. Rondo was like, what, at least 32 or something like that. 33, I think. I don't know how old Rondo is. Rondo's, Rondo's up Rondo, there. Rondo still got a baby face. This yeah. Still can't no beard. Bro, what you doing? Rondo out there looking like he go to BHS. Yeah. He was like, what the heck? Let me look that up, actually. I'm curious now. Rondo is up. Rondo has to be around LeBron James' name, or LeBron James' age. Yeah. See, it's really Rondo. weird comparing people in the same age as LeBron James because LeBron James came into the league when he was like 18. Exactly. And then some of these other guys, you They're know, older. they could be the same age, but they spent four years in college. So, you know, it's just totally, like Trevor Ariza and LeBron James, I think, are, you know, like the same age. And That is true. We don't even think of, you know, Trevor Ariza being in the league that, you know, as long as he has. <clears throat> Rondo's 32. 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so you got Rondo, 32. 
And then you got uh, LeBron at 33. I don't know how old Lance is. I think Lance is 30. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. L.A. is like a, you know, a really interesting place for, like, it's, like, we got, it's a, you got Hollywood, you got, you know, great sports franchises, and now, like, we're going to have two football teams there. So, that should be, it should be crazy just to, you know, be, you know, an hour and a half away from L.A. when you can go to, like, freaking Rams games or Chargers games, and it's going to be. Yeah, be really interesting. Lance is actually very young. He's only twenty seven. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's very young actually. He's just a, he's still a veteran in the NBA though. Mm-hmm. Been around for a while. All right, now that's just my take on that. I think we we have some mixed feelings in regards to people who uh, <clears throat> blindly uh, blindly support LeBron to the fact that they jumping around and then they heckle teams. They heckled people that root on franchises and mm-hmm. you know which doesn't make sense like if you don't even have a team don't even look my way man don't don't tell me anything yeah so if you are a lebron fan a bronze sexual and you're listening to this podcast stay in your lane like uh lavar ball says mm-hmm. stay in your lane yeah what do you do you think that what do you think about this possibility of acquiring you know there's names floating around that we could trade for like a damian lillard a Kawhi mm-hmm. leonard a um, wait, talk about this. I, we talked about it on the phone. Carmelo Anthony is probably going to get bought out by OKC. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be, you know, just floating around in free agency. Um, and, you know, we I talked I talked to you about it on the phone, how I was – I wasn't really arguing, but we were having a conversation about, like, uh, one of the teams that was um, connected with Carmelo Anthony was the Lakers. And for me, I was like, no way. Like, I don't want Carmelo Anthony, this fool. Hell no. Like, first of all, when Kobe Bryant still had, you know, his legs under him and he was still, you know, relevant in the league, um, Carmelo Anthony had an opportunity to come to the Lakers, but for for whatever reason, he wanted to go to the Knicks. So, you know, cool for him. He wanted to go back to his hometown or whatever. But now that you're, you know, 33 years old, you – you coming off a season where you you score your lowest points per game um, in your whole career, and essentially like nobody wants you. You have a huge ego. You saying you don't want to come off the bench, stuff like this. Like don't come to the Lakers now. Like we don't need you now. No. We needed you when Kobe Bryant still was you know a good player in the NBA. But now you you washed up yourself. You don't play defense. You you know you've kind of transformed into like just a jump shooter and. You know, you don't have those same quickness anymore. Like, don't try to come to the Lakers now. Nah, don't come there. Yeah. I, I hope the Lakers organization ain't dumb enough to get them. Yeah. That'd be a big waste of money. we get someone else. we get somebody else to, that we can pay less to be more effective. Yeah. You know, we could actually keep the motherfuckers that we got. We yeah. don't got to get, we don't got to get no fucking Carmelo, man. Yeah. Yeah, Carjello Anthony. <laughs> Jello pudding. He like, he be eating pudding when he get off the court. Smoking, <laughs> smoking blunts and eating pudding. Yeah. You know what? But you know what? I don't want to be talking shit about Carmelo, but I will say this. The guy just didn't play good, okay? Yeah. He just didn't play good. I mean, and at the end of the day, I'm only I'm only <clears throat> rating him as a professional. I'm not saying he should do this, he should do this, because I'm not a professional athlete. I can't say, oh, well, this is this. I don't want to be – I'm just trying to be objective as I can in regards to it, but from a, from a, from a um, – professional standpoint he's playing below average he's playing below yeah. his own skill set yeah so it's hard to take a guy like him seriously and say oh let's uh let's get let's get this guy 
when in fact you'll be hurting your team because this motherfucker is gonna keep shooting the ball. Yeah, and he don't play no defense. He don't play no defense. That's what, that's the thing. Like Kyle Kuzma, like right right now, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram is better than Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, yeah. So right now, yeah. If you said Kyle Kuzma or Carmelo, bro, you got to make a choice. I'm rolling with Kyle. Yeah. Because Kyle ain't even reached his ceiling yet. Yeah. We don't know what Kyle going to be. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think Kyle going to be that dude, bro. When LeBron get there, I think Kyle going to be the next motherfucker. I mean, he had the best rookie season out of the recent draft picks. That we, I, I, at, from Starting from Julius Randle all the way up to Lonzo Ball, he had a better rookie season than all of them. <clears> yeah. But I'm just saying he's going to be that dude because he's going to step up to be that dude. Like, being yeah. that dude is a different story. You could have, uh, a, you know, a projected next year that's going to be great. But, you know, with LeBron being there, mm-hmm. I just really think that Kuz is going to really step his game up. Yeah. And, and I, we ain't going to have to go up. We might, look, if we don't get Kawhi Leonard and we see how good this team is without him, I don't see the point of even getting him if, if that's the case. Yeah. It all depends, though. It all depends. Yeah, we'll right now, we need Kawhi. But if somehow we can't get him and we got to go after him later and the team play amazing, then I'd say don't do it. Yeah, he can go to the Clippers or wherever. Yeah, yeah. super super quiet. Kawhi, Kawhi is a beast, though. I would love to have Kawhi on the team. Who, but, who wouldn't? But, um, you know, we'll just see how this year pans out. They're, trying to, they're, just, they're talking about crazy trades like – the you know the Spurs are you know rec- or what do they put out there like we want Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma and like much. three future draft picks. Why are you tripping? Sorry, are you serious? Yeah, you got yeah, you got it all fucked up. Now you trying that's called pimping right there. We'll give you Leangelo Ball and Lamelo Ball <laughs> <laughs> and, and take that to the bank. We'll give you some actual balls. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I ain't got no time for that. All right, man. Yeah. Anything else on that? No. All right. I can't mentality. Are you one of those people that say, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Dang it, I can't do that. I think that is the worst, the literally the worst excuse you could use in 2018. There's literally, like, we have too much. Like, there's too, there's too many things. We have YouTube and Google and we have so many different other resources we can use. Mm-hmm. We got friends. We got family. We got everybody. We got the most access we've ever had in our lives. And we still had a nerve to say, we can't. I can't yeah. do this. Oh, I shouldn't because of this. Or I can't. Like, yeah. you don't. What it is, is you can't see yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in yourself. Just say you don't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you say you don't believe in yourself... I'd rather accept that answer than you saying I can't because you can. You're just mm-hmm. full of shit. You know, yeah. there's some people like, uh, like, hey, you need to, like, uh, do you go to the gym? No, I can't. I'm really busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I want to go. What do you mean you can't go? I work. Look, I'm not trying to use myself as an example, but let me, I'm just going to be honest. I work 12 to 15 fucking hours a day, Monday through Friday, and I still go to the gym a minimum of three times a week. Mm-hmm. I go before work and I'll be tired after I get out of the gym. I'll take a nap, shower up, and go to work. Yeah. And then people are like, well, you don't have kids. And I'm thinking like, so what? So, I mean, I don't have kids, but my homegirl had three kids and a job and still went to the fucking gym. Yeah. The question is, is do you want it? Mm-hmm. Do you want it? Whatever you want, if you want anything, you're going to put effort towards it. People say like, oh, I can't. 
it's just like, for example, let's say, <clears throat> I don't know, let's say uh, you don't got a lot of time to uh, to do something. Well, no, let's say let's say you want to go to like a restaurant or something. You're not going to say, I can't go to the restaurant. I'd rather just go at home. You're going to make time to go to that restaurant because you want to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that we want to do, we do them. Mm-hmm. But all the things we need to do, we don't fucking do it. Yeah. It's just a big excuse, man. Mm-hmm. So saying I can't is just saying that you won't and you you don't want to do it and you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Just call yourself on your own bullshit because it's actually just bullshit. Yeah, that's real. Um, even like the other day, uh, I was writing, I was working on my screenplay and um, there's a, uh, a portion in it where it like refers to a Bible verse. So I... I uh, I knew, like, I, you know, we all hear the, the, the verse about, you know, basically the power in your words and stuff like that. So, like, there's, like, basically the whole, like, Proverbs 18, the whole first, um, like, five or six verses about, like, the power in your words and, you know, how powerful they are, whether, you know, whether you say you can or you can't, like, you know, they're both right, stuff like, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, just recognize that there's power in, you know, your words. So, if you say that you can't do something, then... You're not going to do it. Um, this this topic came up because I was I was talking to Eddie a little bit earlier about I was having a conversation with this girl, and um, she was telling me about like she's you know battling with you know depression and she has like some mental health problems and stuff like that and you know um, which is all stuff that you know we can be sympathetic towards. Definitely. But, um, what I can't do is be sympathetic to somebody that has that I can't mentality. Yeah. Like, that completely turns me off of the conversation. Like, just because, like, I myself, I can't relate to that. Just, like, you know, anything that um, anything that is visible or is tangible or, you know, there's any sort of information in the world out there about the topic, then I personally think I can do it. Definitely. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, putting your mind to it. And what the essentially what the conversation was about, like she was saying it was hard for her to keep jobs because, you know, she's battling depression and sometimes she just sits at home and she can't really, you know, go out into, you know, the workplace and try to put on a front like she can actually handle, you know, working or giving orders or, you know, handing out meals or whatever the case may be when she's like, you know, her mind is just like, you know, super cloudy and she's stressed out and she's, you know, sad and stuff. So my solution was like, well, you know, you can cut through all that and just, you know, maybe have your own business. You can work whenever you want to. You can, you know, take however many days off you want to and then go about your business. Um, But she was like, yeah, she was like, but she and then the first thing she said is, "Oh, I can't do that. They're not going to give a girl uh, a girl like me a loan, and you know I need to you know go to school first and take a business class first before I start to you know try to uh, open up a business, and I need to do this." And she just listed like four or five different excuses, and um, I was just like, "Well, you know, there's nothing I can. If you have that type of mentality, then you know there's nothing I can really." suggest to you and I, I didn't want to give this whole spiel about me trying to you know boost her confidence or something like I'm not really in a position to do that and I don't care that much to do that honestly so but you know that's why we have this podcast for us so we can tell our listeners like if you're out there and you you genuinely think you can't do something you need to change your mind you know definitely what I mean? whatever you want to whatever you want to do in life you know anything is any like the older deed is that you know anything is really possible yeah, 
That's very true. And you know, another thing too is you have to realize is excuses are terrible because mm-hmm. um, uh, Ty- Tyree said this before he went on that, you know, <laughs> before he got fiasco. <laughs> I mean, that, that, uh, that debacle. <laughs> I just want my baby. <laughs> Tyree. I'm oh, like, man. damn, Tyrese, bro. Man. He said something sure. profound, though. He said, excuses sound best to the person that's making them up. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. That's real. Excuses sound best to the person that's making them up. You know, so a person say, oh, I can't go to the gym. Everybody in my family big, so, I mean, I'm just going to be big. I'm thinking, like, that is the most fucked up term. That's the most fucked up mentality mm-hmm. that you can have. Everybody in my family big, so I guess I'm just going to be big. Like, uh, no, uh, yeah. that's not how it works. You can change that. Especially if it's something that can be changed, don't sit back and act like, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like, dude... Uh, I told one of my buddies or some, if I have a friend that smokes cigarettes I don't like to fuck with them because they're making their own decisions but I will say like man you sure you want to keep smoking those like you can't you can you quit and they'll be like oh no I can't quit I'm not I'm not quitting but you mean you can't quit you can fucking quit you don't want to that's yeah. the difference yeah okay and, and people that smoke if look if you are my friend in any capacity and I've told you over the years about cigarettes and you got mad at me I don't give a fuck because I would I'll never I won't take back trying to you know enlighten or grow my friends mm-hmm. you know you always want to do that another thing too I want to send a shout out to my homegirl uh, Millicent because there was times you know that I wasn't doing great whatever it was you know whether it's financially or whatever and what it is is she looked deep inside and seen my potential and was like hey and I was at a shit job at the time back in the day she's like you got to do better than that. This got to, you got to be. And at one time I was just like, man, maybe she should just mind her business. Why is she trying to tell me to do this and that? Yeah. But she was just, she just wanted me to be a better person. Yeah. See, the thing about it is, is your true friends, they're going to try to, they're, they're going to try to aid you in your growth. Mm-hmm. And since then I've grown a lot, not just mentally, but financially and everything. Mm-hmm. Same with her, you know, and, that's great, man. If, if if it's hard, my thing is it's hard to be around people as far as I'm concerned that are not doing the best within their own lives. Mm-hmm. I can't be around somebody to drink forty ounces of smoke blunts and sit on the couch all day. Mm-hmm. I can't even associate with you because we don't have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why I feel um, our relationship as friends was great. Now going back to what you were saying, you made a suggestion to that girl to have her own business. That was the best suggestion that you could have made. Mm-hmm. But just because she wanted to make an excuse that sound good to her, yeah, she said, oh, I, they won't give a girl like me alone. What do you mean a girl like you? You mean an American citizen? A human being? <laughs> and you white? Are you serious? Like, man. And what is you, what, what, oh, don't say her name, but is it like a, uh, is it a very simple name or is it like, uh no. Well, you can use you can use like the typical name, Ashley or whatever. Okay. Well, you got a basic name, you know. Uh, you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get. I get where you're going. Like yeah. if you just put that on a piece of paper. Thank like you. Ashley Smith or something. And yeah. Going there is like you're good to go. You're American citizen. Yeah. We live in the land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. You need to find out. There's no reason why you should be in America. And be broke. If you're broke, it's okay. 
But if you're not trying to change that situation, then there's a problem. Yeah. So we live in a land where you can literally, the, the, the opportunities are limitless, but you limit yourself and that's where you fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anything is possible. And uh, referencing the old Adidas ad, it is. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing too. Let's say you want to achieve a goal, you're working your hardest and you, you don't achieve it. You will come a whole lot further, even if you fail, than if you never fucking tried. Yeah. So even if you fail, let's say you you set a goal, I want to make $400,000 in a year, right? And you're trying your hardest, you're working, you're investing in different companies, but you only make 175000 Yeah. You still made the most money you ever made in your life. Exactly. Just because you tried, mm-hmm. you will come closer even if you don't achieve that goal. That's why it's always important to have them. Yeah. Saying you can is just not... Yeah, it's, it's not legit. Yeah, I talked. I talked about this point before too. Like when Kobe Bryant was a rookie. Um, I don't know if he's a rookie, but he might have been maybe like his second year or something. And Shaq came on to the Lakers. He told Shaq like, "One day I'm gonna be better than Michael Jordan." And I don't think you know Kobe ever achieved being better than Michael Jordan. But at the end of his career, he can walk with his head held high because he knows that you know statistically he did you know he has a mate he has a bunch of different records 82 points in a game and uh is it 82 or 81 81, 81. yeah 81 points in a game this nigga gonna give kobe extra points <laughs> <laughs> yeah 81 points in the game so many all-star games so many defensive uh first teams and so many all pro teams and you know five championships and you know stuff like that you know what i mean you could walk away with your head held high and he never had that I can't mentality. He never walked into the NBA thinking like, dang, man, I'm, I'm going to be good, but I'm not going to be as good as Jordan. Like, no I can't fear. be that good. I can't be that good, but I can be good. And you know what I mean? That, you know, that mentality carried him, you know, carried him a long way. And it, you know, it happens, you know, just in every, every field. And, and, and especially for us, we see, um, we see tangible evidence of certain things. Definitely. You know, we know people in the NFL. We know Definitely. people in the NBA. We know people with super popular, you know, YouTube channels. Definitely. And, you know, people doing different acting things. We know, you know, we're six degrees of separation from, mm-hmm. like, anything. We're six degrees separated from everything from a billionaire to, like, Grammy-nominated singers to professional athletes to... You know, you know, famous YouTubers and, you know, all these things are like you you can do it, but you just can't say you can't do it. Exactly. Or else you, you won't do it. So it becomes when, when you say you can't do something, it becomes a habit when that habit turns into um, your it, the habits can become your way of thinking because mm-hmm. we're creatures of habit. So yeah. you're going to continue to think you can't, you can't, you can't. But you have to remember four words. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Okay. It can be done. Yeah. And in if you've seen other people from your city do these things, whether they're in the NFL or they're in the NBA or they're musicians or whatever the fuck they are, you see that example right there. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know what? I could do this. And even if you fail, like I said, you will come so close that everybody's going to see like, man, this guy put in work. Yeah. You know, I know he didn't make it in the NFL, but he went to the uh, Canadian League and tore it up over there. Yeah. That guy's doing his thing. And then and then what's going to happen is this. Whenever you're doing your best in your life, it's not only just for you. 
it's for the it's for your son it's for your daughter you mm-hmm. become role models for them you become a role model for uh people you don't even know like man i you know everybody was trying to talk me out of playing football but i kept watching you man and i mean i wanted to do it mm-hmm. you become someone else's inspiration there's like basically saying that you can do something becomes so much more because not only do you want to achieve it but somebody is watching you man it's somebody watching you. You don't know who it is, but somebody's watching you. Mm-hmm. And they'll you'll probably see somebody at a grocery store be like, hey, man, uh, I've had some guys talk to me like, hey, man, I got in the trucking, man. You know, I'm like, hey, man, congratulations, dude. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, man, and I've seen you, I've seen you like you like your job and stuff, and, you know, and I decided I wanted to do it. And I'm thinking, like, that made me think, like, I think I literally had influence to get this guy to get this job yeah because he wanted to better himself or he wanted to do something with himself Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to take credit for that but what it tells me is is that there is there is a response from my actions like not like not like i'm just making people do shit but people will see me do something and be like oh man eddie doing that let me give it a shot i'm I'm sure i could do that and i'm not no just great guy you know I feel like I'm obviously I'm a hard worker and whatnot and have at least average intelligence. Yeah. But for Christ's sake, man, it's not so far fetched. You can do it. If you listen to this podcast and you want to do something with yourself, you aspire to be anything important. Just know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's the most basic. This is like literally the most um, uh, what do you say? Uh, cliche thing you could say. Put your mind to it. You can do anything. I literally fucking mean that. I'm not sitting here playing around talking about. Oh, you know, you can do it. Just put your best effort. Yeah. Sometimes you can't do it. Sometimes you can't do it, but you gotta try, man. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. If you fail, you still like I said multiple times. You will come further than a motherfucker that never even tried. Yeah. That's real. I think, um, you know, yeah, like you know, kind of what you were saying, like even the most, like I have the most simplest example. Like I was always a person that was like, oh man, I'm not a reader. Like exactly, you know, I I can't really, you know, reading is boring and this and this and that. And you know, one day, um, just kind of after I finished school, um, and in primarily this summer, I was like, man, I'm gonna just start reading more because all the people that I looked up to, whether it was like film directors or, you know, um, different, even Kobe Bryant talks about reading a lot of books and stuff like that. I was like, man, like, I just need to start reading more books. Like, cause you know, even like guys like Charlemagne the God talks about all the books that he's read. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I'm gonna just sit down and, you know, read a book. And like, I've read, you know, this summer I've ran through maybe three different books. That was a book Uh-oh. that my mom gave me about... Um, he running through it, y'all. He running through them. <laughs> running through these books with my woes. <laughs> running through these books with my woes. <laughs> Count money, you know how it goes. Six, 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 six. <laughs> I pray this book lasts forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Go ahead, man. I fucked you up. <laughs> I fucked you up, man. Go ahead, man. Uh, no, but um, so, like, yeah, I read a book about, um, this is a book about King Solomon, you know, like the, the King Solomon from the Bible is a book about 
you know, building wealth and, you know, the stuff you need to do to, you know, become successful in business. Um, I read Gary Vee's book. Um, I forget the name of it, but his book, you know, it, it, it his book in, partly inspired the podcast because there's a portion in his book where he talks about, um, you know, people growing their social media followings and people, you know, you know, the portion in there was like, you know, it was like a business guy and he talked about how, um, you know, he started a podcast and he was seeing that everyone was doing podcasts like every week or every like once every month and stuff like that. But he was like the guy was talking about himself. He was like me personally. I'm not that good at talking. Um, so what I need to do is to practice more and more. And, you know, that will help me, um, you know, get better at the podcast. So what he ended up doing was doing like daily podcasts. Damn. So for like a, like 30 days straight, like for a month straight, he was doing podcasts daily. You know, it essentially turned into like a radio show. And eventually, you know, his following grew. He got better at, you know, you know, conveying his thoughts. And, you know, his podcast grew. <clears throat> I don't really know the guy's name, um, but I know he's, you know, successful enough to be in Gary Vee's book. That's hard work. Um, yeah, it's a lot, it is definitely a lot of work to be, you know, talking on the mic. Every for, day. Every day. And so, um, and I think, and then I read a couple books about, like, screenwriting and stuff. Even, like, book, like books, I, we, we got books in school and we were supposed to read like certain chapters and stuff, but I was just like, like, like I just read enough to get by. Like I wasn't the guy that was yeah. like reading the full chapter. I may skim through it before the class started, or you know, read just enough to get the homework assignment done. But exactly, um, like I said, when I started looking at you know these different people that I looked up to, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, like seeing someone else, exactly, you know, be successful in something, and you know, you're kind of following their pattern, so. You know, I can go back and be like, yeah, this person influenced me to, you know, I, I looked at an interview with Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins was a director for the movie Moonlight, and he talked about like a book that he read and, you know, you know, he's a successful person. So maybe I need to read a book also to be successful. So, you know, just something, you know, as simple as that, like if, you, if, if there's something that, you know, you think you um you're not built for or, you know, you're not really you don't really like doing it, but it's also something that can make you successful, then, you know, just give it a try. And, you know, don't go, don't go in with the I can't mentality. You know what I mean? If it's if it's lifting weights or if it's even going to school, there's some people that there's some people, you know, there's always this idea that school isn't for everybody. Definitely. But if you go in saying I can't do this, I'm not you know, I'm not built for this, then you're definitely not going to do it. But if you go in with a mentality like, yo, like I'm going to just, you know, put the put the pen to the pad and I'm mm -hmm. a study late nights and stuff like that, then, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're going to have a better shot at being successful. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and keep this in mind before you say, I can't, if you don't want to go to the gym, right. There is somebody right now that their lower extremities are not working. Right or they have broken legs and they can't really walk and they would be dying to be in your place. Mm -hmm. Before you say, I don't know how to cook, I can't cook, keep in mind, there's a woman that probably cooked all her life but now she has a ailment where her hands can't work right mm -hmm. and she'd be dying to make a meal. Mm -hmm. So for every I can't, there's somebody that wishes they can do that. Mm -hmm. So don't take, don't take these blessings for granted. You just throw them away. And not even try. Yeah. And if you and if you feel that whatever it is is not in your interest, if it's not a part of your interest, that's okay. 
you need to find something else. Just don't sit back and let life happen. Because yeah. when you let life just take its course, that means you have no control. Anything that's going to happen in your life is going to happen. You're going to be sitting there and you're going to be fucked. Mm -hmm. It's better. And the more that you work towards individual goals that you feel you can't do and you're working towards them, you're taking your life back. You don't have no control over your life if you sit back and say, oh, I can't do that. You letting society decide what bubble to put you in. You don't even have an identity. You just a, a soulless person. You know what I'm saying? So that's not good. Mm -hmm. The reason why I can talk about that is because I have been that person. I have been the person that was like, oh, man, I ain't going to even try that. Oh, man, I ain't fuck with that. It's all good. Oh, man. And it's mediocrity at its finest. Don't be mediocre, man. You only got one life to live. Ask yourself this question as well. If you were to go today, would you be proud of yourself? That's the number one question you need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Did I do my best? Because I'll tell you right now, if that was to happen to me, God forbid, I would say, man, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I was giving it my best. I was doing my best to grow my life mm -hmm. before, you know, the inevitable happened. But some people, they live in mediocrity their whole life. They do the same shit as everyone else. And then when it's over and done, they don't have shit to be proud of. If you ain't got nothing to be proud of and you listen to this podcast, change it. Yeah. Change it now. Mm -hmm. Or you will just, if you don't change it, then you're going to have a lot of regret and regret is not good. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, um, there's something to that about, um, we have, you have to find a way to, uh, grow mentally. So like Definitely. for me, um, Sometimes when I don't feel like doing something or when I, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to just like chill here for a minute. I kind of, there's there's something in my mind that I think about that kind of gives me that energy boost to like just get up and you know, go after it. You know what I mean? So it, it would be, you know, you would do yourself a great service if you can find that tick in your, in your life, whether that's, you know, maybe you're you um, maybe when you get a little bit lazier, you get a little bit tired, you think about your grandma and your grandma took care of you when mm -hmm. you was a kid and, you know, she worked really hard and, you know, she had two jobs and stuff like that. Or maybe your, your dad and your dad was like, you know, always present in your life. Your dad was tired, but he still went to your basketball game, there your you football go. game or something like that. Exactly. So find that tick. And whenever you, you get tired, just picture that person in your mind showing up to your game or picture that person in your mind. Um, fixing you a meal and then running to work and then coming back home late and still getting up and making you breakfast and stuff like that and then you'll you know that'll definitely um, help you you know get through these you know these difficult times perspective man yeah that's important you know I, I can't believe I'm about to share this with y'all but I'm gonna be honest you know because we about to close the podcast but before we do so um, this is a personal thing and it might make you laugh but it's the truth mm-hmm Whenever I used to like make excuses to do stuff, that was an end all. That was basically, once I made that excuse, that was it. I wasn't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But now, if I'm like laying down, I'm like, man, I just don't feel like going to the gym. I ain't in it. And then I'll be laying down and I'll be thinking like, man, get your bitch ass up, dude. 
And That's I, what I do too. And, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I'll get up. I'll yeah. get up and I'll be mad. Like, man, I ain't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to even do this shit, man. And I'll be sitting there tying my shoes off fast, kind of pissed off. Like, I don't want to go to the gym right now. I'm tired, man. I worked a 15-hour shift last night. I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. And then I get to the gym and I start working hard. And when I'm done in the gym, I think to myself, man, I'm glad I came here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I did that. Yeah. You know, because you got to... It's like... What happens is when you when you stop believing your own bullshit and you start forcing yourself to get shit done, it's like this voice that pop up in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like you'll feel okay at the moment, like I'm gonna lay here, I ain't doing shit, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, nigga, get your bitch ass out of me. <laughs> you think you're gonna get better by sitting here? You know you ain't gonna get better by sitting here. Get up out the bed. Yeah. And then you'll be sitting there, and then I'll be procrastinating, and I'll sit there with my, my gym shoes on and my clothes, and I'll just be just sitting there. And I'm like, I got to get up and get out now. Now I got to yeah. get out of my house and get in my truck and go to the gym. Yeah. And I got to do it now. Yeah. And I'll be like, and then I, and then there's some something else that pops up, tries to distract you. Like, oh, I need to make lunch. That might take too long. I might not be able to make it. And I'll be like, man, fuck that lunch. I'll buy something on the road. Yeah. I got to go to the gym right now. Yeah. It's a real, like, angel and demon type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I really, you know, I be having those same, like, conversations with myself, too. Bruh. Like, bruh, just get up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Stop being a punk. Get up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't used to have them conversations, though. It's that when, when you start to, when you change, mm-hmm. when, you, when you slowly start to change and you stop buying into your own bullshit, and once you started to see... One of the, not just being an adult, but I'll speak from my, from my perspective, being a man, you learn that in order to get ahead in life, you constantly have to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. I don't give a fuck in what reality you live in. You will never have every situation that's going to be in your favor. Like, Ooh, this was fucking marshmallows and candy canes. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. Let me try this. That's not how life Mm -hmm. works, buddy. If you yeah. go into business for yourself, you just made the first hurdle. Like, yeah, I work for myself, but now you got to do all the shit that comes with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm in shape now. I got a six pack. Now you got to do some shit to maintain that look. Yeah. Because the average person that gets in shape, they get fat again because they become complacent once they've reached that goal. Now, once you reach that goal, now you got to bust your ass to keep that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you start making a lot of money, it's not good enough no more. Now you want to make more money. Not because you're selfish, but because you want to continuously climb that ladder. Yeah. Generational up. Man, you got to you gotta continue to grow yourself. The 49ers had a big old banner that used to be uh, on the wall at the facility. And it said, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. You got to try to try to keep that mentality. Try to embody mm-hmm. that mentality. Uh, in life yeah and if you fucking up it's okay but you need to recognize it if you recognize that you fucking up that's the first step well I have this question though because some I was thinking about I was thinking about this today um, people always a lot of people live by this cliche like oh I don't regret anything if I if I uh, if I didn't make the choices that I did make I wouldn't be in this position now um, but I don't subscribe to that I think that's kind of a like I think it's just a cliche because sometimes, um, although everything in our life has led us to this position now, exactly. I sometimes think about like you know if 
if I was a little bit more dedicated in high school, like, you know, could I have gotten into, you know, a better college out of high school or, you know what I mean? Like, um, like in high school, my senior year, I failed my physics class and it was prime. It wasn't necessarily because I was lazy. I just wasn't dedicated enough. And the class was like the hardest class I ever had took. But at the same time, like, um, I have enough self enough self confidence to know that like I would I could have done good in that class, but you know at the same you have a little bit of senioritis and stuff like that. So um, although like I'm you know I eventually got my degree, at the same time I still think like you know what like man maybe if I you know was a little bit de- little bit more dedicated in that class like you know where where I could have went um, with my college career or you know just certain situations in life. I know that, you know, it's not not necessarily to harp on it. I think the yeah. idea is not to harp on it. But at the same time, you think about it like, you know, if I was a little bit more dedicated here or if I, you know, worked a little bit harder here, um, where I could be. So I don't know if it's necessarily regret, but just kind of a, um, just just thinking about situations. And I guess, you know, in the future, it could help you. It could help you become a little bit better. Definitely. And, you know, I understand you say you don't subscribe to it, but I'll say that I do. And I'll tell you why. Uh, The reason why is because growth happens in sections. Mm -hmm. So I believe every five years you grow. Mm -hmm. And if you think about how primitive your mind, your mindset was back then, you would have never been able to fucking do that because your brain wasn't set like that. Mm -hmm. Like the way you were thinking back then was not the way you were thinking now. Mm-hmm. So those are two different keys. Mm-hmm. This Keith would have beat that Keith's ass. <laughs> that Keith was a kid. That Keith was distracted. That Keith was n- not on the ball because of things happening. Yeah. So you could say maybe if I was or maybe if. Maybes don't really equate to anything. At yeah. the end of the day, where you are now is because of who you were then. Yeah. And with me, I really can say that that's my case because... Uh, me going from being a fuck up and uh, not doing what I was supposed to do and being complacent and not listening when people were telling me things and 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 not listening when I should have been listening and doing all those things and maybe the man I am today. That's why I got my ears open. I may type a podcast and I may talk a lot, but when it comes to receiving information, my mouth is shut and my ears are open. Mm-hmm. So I just think that based on the fact what you just said, I think we grow. I think it's in five, every five years. Because mm-hmm. I think about like from 25 to 30, I was a different man. Mm-hmm. Even from 30 to 33 now, I'm still growing. Yeah. Shit, by the time I'm 40, I might fuck around and be walking around with a wooden staff. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Who knows? Who, kn- <laughs> Who knows, man? Talking Viagra all day. Uh, I, I don't need that Viagra, man. I don't know. Sometimes the Viagras be cool, though. What? Yeah, some, sometimes, yeah, man. You pop, pop one of them blue ones. You was, oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, man. that That's real, though, because I know yeah. when I was, um, that, that five-year increment might be real, because when I, when I left high school, like I carried that laziness all the way up into into junior college, yeah. and then I I left junior college when I was um, twenty like twenty years old, like the spring semester of whatever uh, mm-hmm. whatever year that was, and then I went to the Iowa. university. Yeah, I went to Iowa State, and then I turned when I was at Iowa State, I turned twenty one there, and um, 
when I was at Iowa State, that was like my my highest GPA that I had ever gotten in college. But before then, I was getting like psh, every semester it was like you know failing classes and it was taking away my financial aid. Yeah, I already been. Through I was that. buying all the Jordans and going to the club and throwing dollars at strippers' booties and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Yeah, but man. But when I hit twenty, I was like brand new man. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> The twenty-year-old Keith versus this one now wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah, this is this is a totally different. When they, when you grow, imagine when you get my age, when you're thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Then it's gonna be a whole nother Keith. Yeah, like a whole, mm-hmm. you know, you might be like Professor X by then. <laughs> rolling around in a wheelchair. <laughs> you don't even need the wheelchair. You can walk, but you just like to roll around in a wheelchair and wear, and wear glasses and say intelligent stuff all day. <laughs> Uh, go around hey, fighting mutants. Hey, hey, by the time this nigga Keith turned 33, he gonna be like Morpheus from, uh, <laughs> Morpheus from fucking, uh, what's, what's the movie with, uh, Matrix. Uh, Matrix. Nah, heck nah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't want to get caught up in rambling here, man. Um, I think we've elaborated enough in regards to, uh, saying you can't do something. You can do it. Um, in addition to that, um, maintain speak speak great things to yourself yeah because we get caught up in not you know we we get caught up in also saying things like not only i can't but like i don't see myself doing that yeah you know you see somebody like iterations of thank you thank you like oh it's not for me it's not for me or you talking yourself out of stuff before you even giving yourself a shot Mm -hmm. that's a bad look yeah so remember to speak greatness into yourself and and also if you feel like nobody believes in you that's okay mm-hmm. believe in yourself and don't say nothing to nobody only talk yeah. to people that are doing great things mm-hmm. because the people that are mediocre and average are just a distraction they're only here to tell you you can't do it because they don't see it within themselves so know who you can talk to you can't talk to everybody because sometimes your dreams is too big for them yeah you know the same person that that you know they've been working at a, a dead end job for the past thirty years, they won't give a fuck about you wanting to go to Hollywood and write scripts. They don't care about that. Yeah. Because they don't believe in that. Yeah. So remember that. That's real. That's just and, my take uh, on that. You know, just kind of to wrap things up. If you're, even if you're not a biblical person, um, just if you got the time, just Google it on. You know, just Google it or whatever. Just Proverbs uh, chapter eighteen. You know, the first few verses kind of captures this whole I can't mentality. And, um, you know, even if you don't subscribe to religion or whatever, it's just, the Bible is still like it has a lot of good lessons in it. So um, you can check those out and, you know, you know, learn something, change your mentality. <clears throat> Definitely. Definitely important. Well, you made it to the end of this episode. Once again, we wholeheartedly thank you for listening to the whole podcast. Uh, we about to just drop some real major heat on y'all later on. I don't want to really get into that too much. We just going to do it. It's not like we got to give y'all a release date for this shit because, you know, we're a small podcast, so we're just going to drop it on y'all. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. And we out of here, man. Peace. <laughs>